Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not stopping. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Alrighty, coach, it's time to talk about Jesus. My favorite, my favorite conversational topic. Jesus, who is he? Jesus was vera homo vera dus, meaning he was truly God and truly man. Christ is eternally two natures united into one person. And it's important because those are the attributes are essential to our salvation. Jesus was truly a man. We know he was because he was born just like any other human being has to be. And Jesus had bodily limitations that he expressed in the Bible. He was hungry in pain. He walked places. You know, humans walk too. His, his humanity matters because Jesus' mother was a virgin. And the fact that Jesus had no man as his biological father shows how salvation is God's alone. No man can own salvation. It is from God. Hence, the man who died for our salvation had no father, but he had God the Father. Jesus was the perfect unity of God and man. He was born, which is a very... The, a great example of this was the fact that he was born, which is a very human thing to do, but he was sinless, which is not a very human thing to do. And yet he was both at the same time. And I hear you asking the question, coach. I hear you saying, but wasn't there inherited sin? But I give you the answer you gave me that day. There's really only one, exp only one explanation for that, and it's that just as the miracle that Jesus was born of a virgin happened, so did the miracle that Jesus was born sinless. Jesus also had human, a human mind and human emotions, and all these things that make him human make him a perfect substitute for us. See, the only thing that atones or makes up for sin is blood and life. And in the Old Testament, there were certain sacrifices that cleansed certain sins. And there was one big cleansing every year that the high priest did so that the entire community of God would be forgiven. God's people would be forgiven, that is. But these sacrifices were temporary. Jesus was sent from heaven so that he would live a perfect sinless life so that when he died, he became the ultimate sacrifice for all his people. No more killing cows to cleanse your sins. Now Jesus suffered and died so you don't have to. And don't make this make you think that Jesus couldn't sin. I, I think he could have. Because he was a human, but as God, there was no darkness associated with him, and he always did what pleased God. So he physically had the option, but it just wasn't in his nature. This is called impeccability. Jesus didn't have inward lusts. If he desired something, it wasn't sin, and still, he faced temptations just like us. But we never gave he, that is, pfft, we never gave into temptations. Isn't that a hoot? Oh, that's a mess up on my part. But Jesus definitely faced temptations like us. We, we do all the time, but he never gave into them, which I think is really cool because now I can relate with the God of heaven. In every situation with temptation, we should look to Christ. I look to Christ because he faced something similar to what I'm facing every day and he overcame it. So now that you've accepted him and the Holy Spirit is within you, you can overcome it too. Okie dokie, moving on to the vera dus part of Jesus' attributes. 
Okie dokie, we know God is Jesus. Wait, we know Jesus is God because of the direct claims of scripture. It's in the Bible that Jesus is God, so it is obviously the truth. There are two words in the Bible that describe Jesus as God. First is Theos. He is God, the creator of heaven and earth, ruler over all. Next, it calls Jesus Kyrios, the Lord, the Lord in all caps, and Yahweh. Jesus was the Son of Man, a little term Jesus referred to himself as most often, and it refers to the Old Testament heavenly figure who was given eternal rule over the world. He was also the Son of God, which designated Jesus, which is a title that designated Jesus as the heavenly eternal Son who is equal in nature to God himself. Jesus demonstrated his attributes of deity or his godliness through demonstrating his omnipotence, declaring his eternity, demonstrating his omnipresence, his omniscience, and possessing divine authority. And finally, he is, the fact that Jesus is counted worthy to be worshipped shows his deity. This is important to note because only someone who is infinite God could bear the full penalty for all the sins of all those who believe in him. A finite creature would not be able to do so. Salvation is from the Lord. Well, secondly, salvation is from the Lord, and the whole message of the Bible shows that no human being or creature could ever save man. Third, only someone who was truly God and man could be a mediator between God and man. And, of course, with some beliefs about these things, there has to be false be teachings and beliefs about the Incarnation, such as Apollinarianism, which says that Christ had one mind and spirit that came from his divine nature. This belief... Belief? This, this belief is disproved because the entire body, mind, and spirit is needed for salvation. Next is Nestorianism, which says that Christ was two separate persons, him as a human and him as the divine. Uh, this is rejected because the Bible says Jesus is one unified whole person. And finally, there's monophysitism, monophysitism or Eutychianism, yep, which says that Christ had one new third kind of nature made up of a mixture of human and divine natures. This is rejected because it made Jesus neither truly God nor truly man. Finally, there's Arianism, the idea that God the Father created God the Son. It says that they are not the same nature, but they are similar, and that Jesus didn't exist before creation. This is rejected because it made Jesus a created being, not equal to the Father in all attributes. Finally, another kind of important part to who Jesus is is what he was, like his his roles, his offices, if you will. He was a prophet by revealing God to God's people and speaking God's word to people. He's a priest by offering both a sacrifice to God on behalf of the believers and is himself the sacrifice that is offered, continually bringing believers closer to God, paying for believers, and offering a perfect sacrifice for believers. Jesus is king because he rules over the church of the universe in general, and the universe in general, that is. Uh, through Jesus, having all these roles that Old Testament people had as well, so there was priests in the Old Testament, there was kings in the Old Testament, there was prophets in the Old Testament, and those people reflected Jesus, 
And now Jesus foreshadows the ultimate inheritance of his people. Yep, that that's about it. Woohoo! Almost to the last bit. Let's go, coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not stopping. <laughs>